Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. In the second episode of our fourth season, we're talking to Joni. Joni is a performing artist, ballerina, and environmental educator. We've known each other since prep, mm-hmm. so it's been a very, very long time. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Joni. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So it's kind of really funny because I actually initially invited your partner, Rafi. Mm-hmm. And then when I was trying to ask for you, you said, oh, he got it for me. Yeah. Um, so, through transference. <laughs> you that's a I, thing? That yeah. Um, okay. So my ghost stuff, it's not really... Like, how do you explain it? Um, it's not really just me seeing things. I also know how to make hilot. And I can kind of feel where, so if someone has pain in their body, if I touch them, I know exactly where it is. So I Mm. massage really well. And I was trying that out Mm. on him, on his friends, because we were new, we just got together. And we were a month in, or we weren't even together yet then. And he was going, okay, so how does this transferring thing work? And I go, no, it's it's called transference. It's not it's not transferring, it's transference. He goes, okay, what's, what's that? <laughs> and I go, give me your arm, give me your arm. And, it, and I hold it and I go, so I can feel exactly, if I calm myself down, if I, everything's quiet, I can feel where the pain is on my body. And I'll ask him, uh-huh. is your right shoulder a little sore? Is it tight? He goes, yeah, it is. How, how can you tell? And I go, oh, I feel it on myself as well. That happens to me. It happens to my dad. It happens to my sisters. Um, it happens to my mm-hmm. Lola. So we think yeah. it's passed on from my dad's side. Apparently, everyone from my because dad's side, they're mostly, they're mostly healers. Yeah, yeah. So it's a thing. Yeah, my guy is also the same. So the healot now and the healing, it's, you know, it's passed on. And mm-hmm. um, even the seeing is passed uh-huh. on as well. So when I did that with a, okay, I'm going to call my dog. Hold on. Asha, come here. Go ahead. Because I'm scared. <laughs> So, <laughs> so for our okay. listeners, Joni is, I mean, it's its what, 11 o'clock at night. It's pretty late. Yeah. I'm talking about this stuff. Uh, so Joni has her wonderful dog <laughs> with her. So if you hear any panting in this recording, it's not <laughs> anything otherworldly. It's literally a dog. It's my dog. It's my dog protecting me. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so the whole seeing thing. So I did that with Rafi and I was like, okay, I can feel where your pain is. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I can transfer pain to you as well. Cause I can do that with my dad. Mm-hmm. I can do that with my sisters. And with that, I see leaving my body. Mm-hmm. So I held his arm and I tried passing it on to him. And he goes, oh, it's not working. I don't feel anything. So we kind of just let uh-huh. it go. And literally yeah. like three minutes later, he goes, what the heck was that? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, did you see that? And I'm what? like, see what? And he saw this translucent figure though, just cross the street. And I go, <laughs> I transferred something else, apparently. <laughs> and after that, well, that he's been seeing stuff now. And that was six years ago. And since then, it, it's not just usually with me because I, I see dead. Like if it's been if it was alive before, if it died, I see it. With him, he sees elementals as well. Oh, okay. So he sees like, for example, when we go on trips, um, yeah. he'll he'll feel like figures in the trees. And I go, Do you see them? And he goes, No, no, I just know they're there. They're they're big, they're 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 ominous, they're they're like they're looming over you. And I don't feel anything. And you guys that. go out into nature a lot. Like oh, yeah. a lot. Mm. And he goes, like, they're not on all, all trees. Went down. Oh, yeah. What? And he goes, they're, they're not they're on all trees. On they're not on all trees. Oh. 
just a few. So apparently he thinks that they're elementals that live in them, but I don't feel them at all. So after I, that's a whole transference thing. And <laughs> now really he has it worse than I do. <laughs> I mean, before all of this whole lockdown thing went down, you guys were out a lot, like bodies of mm. water, hiking, climbing. Oh, yeah. And, you know. But with Minaman, when I see elementals, so that's what my dad calls them because I, I don't really feel them. And then Rafinha started getting freaked out because he was like, I've never seen this stuff before. Like, this is all new to me. What's happening? What did you do? And my dad goes, oh, yeah, yeah, those are elementals. So one is the, so they're ghosts, like all the dead people. Mm-hmm. And then you have your elementals, mm-hmm. which are, you know, tree spirits, forest spirits, mm-hmm. um, this, I don't know, like demons and stuff. <laughs> Really? Or, yeah, or like um, duendes. Okay. So yeah, so there are a lot of stuff that we don't really that not everyone's tuned into. I think it, like the way I see it as it's a different frequency. Interesting. Like they're there, but not everyone can hear them. Not everyone can see them, and they all have different frequencies. So I don't know. Bang to me, that's the best I can explain it to people who don't know what it is. Right. So I guess that pretty much answers the question of do you believe in ghosts? Yeah! <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> did I mean, always did. used to. Did not always used really? to. Really? Mm. How? Like when you're growing up and you're scared of the dark, which is super common. Plus, I was an only child yeah. for seven years. Uh, my parents were always out of the house. My grandparents were always out. So I, I was really scared of the dark. And my parents would always go, oh, there's nothing there. Even my yaya. Oh, there's nothing there. It's your imagination. So I mm-hmm. I was always freaked out, but I never really thought that it was real up until mm-hmm. when I was around 15. And this was in Saint school in school. I remember reciting. That's like third year. Yeah, that was third year high school. Um, It was the classroom at the end of the hallway on the third, fourth oh floor. Oh my gosh. But at 30301, 30 whatever. But at the end, yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. God, So I was... I was reciting during CLE class, Christian Living Education. And yeah, I just see this figure run across like outside, outside the room in the hallway. And it just disappeared. And it was translucent and kind of white. And it was a girl. And it just went, phew. And it disappeared into the wall. And I couldn't recite now. And the teacher's like, do you know the answer? And I'm like, uh, uh, how to speak after that? <laughs> so, Were we in the same class? No, no. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this was yeah, third year, fourth year high school. Probably yeah, but like, or second year or second year. I remember the teacher's name was Mr. Hapon. Oh, Mr. Hapon. Okay, there, that, yeah, okay. So uh, that teacher. And so he was convinced that I did not know the answer to his question, but I did, except I couldn't speak because I felt like crying because I was so freaked out. <laughs> right. No, okay. Because I because rem- if that was the classroom on the top floor, Mm-hmm. The very corner. I've actually mm-hmm. like told that story on this podcast before. That that's the classroom that got barred off. Oh, right? oh, I have goosebumps. Yes, I remember, remember that. Okay, so were you in that class? No, were you? That was a no. lower class. We were in fourth year. That was I think. a lower. We were in fourth year. I was yeah. in. So you know how the hallway? There's the bathroom that like splits the hallway, and then there's yeah. the other side. I was on the other side and we were like taking our finals early because, you know, seniors have to do that for graduation mm-hmm. practice or whatever. So we were taking our finals early and then our teacher, our proctor at the time, she was just watching us take our test. And then she, we hear a bunch of screaming and she's like, and her first reaction was like, ah, what are these kids doing? Don't they have a teacher? They're just like dicking around. 
she goes out to check on them and we actually don't know what happens. And she just comes back and she was like, all right, just do your thing. And eventually we find out that something went down in that room and all okay, the kids so like I, experienced it. You know, it's weird. I didn't even remember that we were taking finals. But I knew we were taking a test and I didn't know it was yeah. a fourth year test. I thought it was just our class. Yeah. Because I uh, really no, don't it was remember. Like a whole year. Okay, so like I don't remember this. Oh. See, I, I don't even remember if I knew what was finals. <laughs> I was so out of it in high school. I don't even know how I graduated. But anyway, um, we, so I, w- I remember taking an exam on the same floor and mm-hmm. the teacher leaves the room and she goes, no cheating. I hear stuff outside. So I'm just going to go check, mm-hmm. um, stay near her seats. If I see anyone cheating, that I'll automatically fail you. And then she comes yeah. back in and she makes everyone pass their papers forward and ask, and then she asks us to go down. You, you had and, to go downstairs? Yeah, we had to go downstairs. Our class went downstairs. Oh. And I couldn't remember why. She didn't really say anything. And then later during the day, around lunchtime, I think, or dismissal, I find out that that class now... What, do you know what happened in that classroom? Do you know exactly what happened? So, okay, um, my... Yeah, so yeah, they got locked in and there were voices and everyone could hear it. And there were pe- like, there was something crying and all everyone heard it and they couldn't leave the classroom. So, yeah. So the story I heard was they were all in the classroom. They were, I think, taking their test also, whatever it was. And it, something started, like something or someone started sobbing very quietly, yeah. like mm-hmm. in the back. And then it started getting louder and louder and louder. And eventually everybody got freaked out. And like ran to the platform in front. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they were like, it's it's kind of like, it's, it's I don't know if they were locked in or it's like the, everybody was so afraid. And then the teacher passed out. So they were trying to like assist her or like tend to her. And it's like everybody forgot that there was a door and they could run out. And then it no. was just like crying like so loud and around them. And then eventually the, a teacher, I don't know if it was my teacher, or our, t- our proctor at the time. It's like she looked in and everybody was on the platform freaking out. So mm. she knocks and like she opens the door, like what's going on? And it's like everybody looked at the door and that's when they, the only time they realized that they, oh yeah, there's a door, we can run out. And they like ran the fuck out of there. And that that's the story I heard. With me and the story I heard was they couldn't leave. They were trying to get out and they couldn't leave. Um, the freaky thing is, you know how in St. Louis we used to have peace camps? At the end of the year, yeah. we'd always have like this huge sleepover. I was never allowed to sleepover. So when I was in third really? grade, my, yeah, my mom's sister used to teach in St. school. She used to teach, I think, health class or something. And every year there would always be someone who would, like they'd always have to do an exorcism in St. school in high school. Jesus. During that year. That was like around 99-ish. Oh, wow. So there was always someone, uh, I think it was and, and there was one in her class. So after that, my mom never allowed me to sleep in Pansco, which is why Wait, after there was one in every, your class in third grade? In her class. Um, no, I was in third grade. She was in, teaching in, high in school. In her class. Yeah, in her class. Oh. Or like, There's uh, another story I yeah. heard about that, which is why Pansco there. was canceled in our second yes, exactly. years. Mm-hmm. So my mom just never allowed me to sleep in school. And it happened all the time. Okay, okay so my, okay, my yeah. Lola. <laughs> my Lola yeah. back in the... Did you hear, have you ever heard of the LaSalle Massacre? Yeah, yeah, 1945? Yeah, oh, hi, there. So my Lola was part In of that massacre. Yes, my Lola was part of that massacre. She has a bayonet wound, like, here. She has two in her oh, chest. wow. Yes. And um, she was passed out for three days because of blood loss or whatever. She wakes up and she's in Saints. Because <laughs> they turned her into a hospital. So it's oh true gosh. that it was a hospital. 
And then the new, new building, they don't call it the new building anymore. We were probably in second, third grade when they were building that. Do you remember how yeah. we weren't allowed in that new building? As kids? Ish, yeah. Do you not remember that? that we, oh, so there was high a, school. I know, we, yeah, there. That high school building. We weren't allowed there. That building where they excavated the foundation for that new building, that was a mass burial grave. Oh, Jesus Christ. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my lola, nga, she was saying uh, they were all brought to Saints Bo because it was a hospital. And then they just couldn't identify some of the bodies anymore. So they just buried them there. So when they were um, <laughs> building the foundation for that building, they found out that it was a mass burial site. And they just removed all the, tried to remove all the bones. Tried, tried oh, to my Lord. as much as they could. Which is why That's we weren't so allowed stressful. there. Yeah. And, and then, that and then, then the chem lab. Chem, chem well, lab, the chem, chem lab room. was special. Okay, so the bathroom there, they, so I was asking my tita, kasi nga, or, or she's actually my ninang, who used to teach in The chem school. lab's in the back, right? Yeah. By or the college the building. Yeah, but so there's one bathroom that's super creepy. Do you mean like, the physics room? Or probably the physics room. But so, magkaka-UTI na ako, hindi mo talaga ako mapapawiwi doon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, those were the ones where the mirrors ripped out. Yes, and the room. mirrors were not there because we were girls and we were maarte, and they didn't want us looking in the mirror and skipping class. No, there were no mirrors because something would show itself there. So they decided to remove it. Well, that does not solve anything. <laughs> I think there, but I'm glad. Like every, I remember we had to do physics in that room and I, mm. every time I needed to go to the bathroom, I would just like, I'd grab one of our classmates and she'd be mm-hmm. like, can you come pee with me? Just stand outside. It'll be cool. <laughs> and like, I remember I'd never lock the door just in case I needed to run out like super fast. I learned how to Kegel because of that. <laughs> I hold my pee in for two hours for double class because we had double classes, Naba, for science. Yeah. Two hours of science class. Sometimes after lunch, eh, no peeing. <laughs> no peeing. Hold it in. Yeah, no peeing talaga. Hold it in. That was creepy. But yeah, Saint Spa, so, Saint Spa had a lot. I think that's where it first opened. Do you remember opened. your first one? Do you remember your first one there? The first one was with, in Mr. Hapwan's class when I was 15, 14, 15. And then after that, wala na. It was open forever. <laughs> so like, nice. um, after that... um. Next few ones were at CZP because I danced ballet, diba? So uh, mm-hmm. most of my experiences were either at Saints Ball. Um, the n- next most stuff I would see at, that's not grammatically incorrect, but <laughs> stuff <laughs> I'd see. The next place I'd see the most stuff in at would probably be CCP and Miralco. It's so old. Because it's yeah. theaters. Yep. And it's like theaters are empty for such a long time. Oh, yeah. Or if there's rehearsal, it's just you guys. And like mm-hmm. the whole hall is empty. And yeah. CCP pa has several theaters, right? Yeah. So CCP so, I mean, has, yeah, yeah, CCP, like everyone. And um, the people know the ghosts there already because they're what? the same. Yeah. So uh, backstage, there's one that makes it sit. When you run backstage, in the this is the main theater. Someone always goes from up, from on top. Where there are like, where there's nothing. The lights. <laughs> yeah, lights and shit. It's just like the lights and like a gangway, right? Mm-hmm. There's another one by the bathroom that changes costumes as well. What? What and do this you is mean like how? The side, um, like my experience, this happened twice up. Um, I go to the bathroom and then I see someone in like a, I was doing the nutcracker. And one of the soldiers in red walked into the other cubicle. Mm-hmm. And then I came out and I was going to wash my hands. I was changing because I into my snow scene costume. 
I washed my hands and I noticed that the cubicle was open. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was no one there. And I was like, oh, I what just walk in front of mine. Because you see through the through the what do you the call this? Yeah, slats, the slits, right? Yeah. You see through that. So I knew that someone walked in. Sometimes someone flushes. <laughs> so that's that's <laughs> well, weird. at least they're quite conscientious with their yeah. washing. So sometimes someone flushes, sometimes the um in the dressing rooms. The dryers were like the hand dryers, they just turn on and off, the lights turn on and off. So bad everyone knows that's there. Same with Miralco. Everybody's just so used to it. Mm. Miralco then. Um, there's a room there that's actually perpetually locked. What do you mean? Somewhere on the second floor, third floor. They just don't open it. It's forever locked now. Just because there have been so many cases of people what seeing stuff there. What do you mean by cases? Like just people seeing stuff, like a poltergeist. So they just, they decided, no, you know what? To solve this, let's just close the room. <laughs> that's like Saints Club. It's like a band-aid solution. Let's just remove the mirrors. Sweep it under let's the rug. the door. <laughs> yeah. So there. I mean, do you have a particularly intense experience <sighs> in like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it, do it like this. What is your most intense experience in CCP, Saintsco, and Miralco? Saintsco, uh, Saintsco not in Saintsco first. Oh, Saintsco was that, yeah, running thing. That was one. Mm-hmm. That was my first one. So that really freaked me out. Not the most intense, but because it was the first one, I was pretty scared. Um, mm-hmm. CCP, oh, CCP, like there's so many. Like, I think mm-hmm. just the volume of it is creepy. Right. Like, you see stuff. You see, you hear stuff. You people, like, you know, stuff fall out to you. Um, you see figures walk past Jamie? you. No, they're like, psst, psst, and you're like, what the freak? What was that? It was so close to my ear. And there's no one there. And you hear it right by your ear. Yeah. Like, you're backstage. Everything's dark. You're by the, you're by the curtains. And then you're up. Yeah. And your ear. Jeez. Or, yeah, like, you know, the dryer is turning on and off. Like, just really weird stuff. So I uh-huh. think the volume to men for that is creepy. Like, not one particular one. Mm-hmm. Oh, except for the seeing. Yeah, that, okay, there was one. I was in the dressing room alone. It came out of the mm-hmm. bathroom and then it walked out. And it was a girl. And it was so clear. And I was so freaked out. And I ran down the stairs from the third floor to the ground floor. And I remember skipping steps like <laughs> I remember jumping from the top until the landing and then from the landing to the second level and then yeah so I would long I didn't get injured Meralco naman Meralco so I don't know why they do this so Meralco in our studio there's um there's a portion of the window where we keep all of our costumes and there's always uh-huh. like a face that's looking out of that little window parang watching watching the dancers in the studio Okay. So they just decided to put a curtain. Wait, so, that, so uh, there's a, it, it's like a door with a little window or there's like a window? There's a window. So and inside the studio, there's a, another room where we keep all the costumes. Mm. And in that mm-hmm. room, there's a little window that's, um, that ha- it's a glass window. And mm-hmm. there's always a figure and there's always a face peeking out. And all the dancers have seen this. So voila, they just decided to cover the window. <laughs> cover the so glass. many band-aid solutions yeah. everywhere <laughs> everywhere just cover it yep that's nearly so yeah it helps that you don't see them so or and then you forget you're with like a lot of people or yeah and Patty, you forget that it's there when you don't see it it's like it's, I, I have a job to do i'm sorry yeah so there my house we also have a lot and I th- i'm not sure if it's because really? we talk about it yeah mm-hmm. have you been to my house i haven't actually so at the end of my, st- damn it, damn it, like I cannot run out of ghost stories just because there are so many. 
um, uh-huh. at the end of my street, we have a baleta tree. And in that baleta tree, uh-huh. there's a, like a, like a witch. We call it a witch. We don't know what it is. I don't witch. feel it. Yeah. I don't feel it at all. And this is, um, the story has gone on since. I remember being in high school, running around Magallanes, uh-huh. and like our group not wanting to go to the end of the street. Okay. Of some, like of, of my street. So it was always uh-huh. whenever, even with cars, cars would always make vuelta. Somewhere in the middle, never at the end. And then okay. I just thought it was like a random ghost story up uh-huh. until Rafi, it, it made Mumu Rafi. <laughs> like last Why? year, I think, two years ago. What hmm? happened? So what I happened? lost I lost my cat. My cat's name was Lucy. Yeah, she was named Lucy and she had a blue eye and a green eye. Mm-hmm. And she just disappeared one day and she was missing for two or three weeks. And I know, oh. two, two, three, no, sorry, two, three days. And I decided that evening that, you know, I just had to look for her. So I go outside yeah. and I go, Raph, let's just walk around and try to, you know, what if she shows up or something? So uh-huh. I'm outside yelling, Lucy, Lucy. And he goes, Tony, stop doing that. Stop, stop calling out. I go, why? I, I'm just looking for my cat. So I continue yelling, Lucy. He says, no, no, there's something coming. And he couldn't explain it. I didn't feel it. But the way he explained it was, you know, how when... When you're prey and there's like predator coming and you don't know, you don't see it, but you feel it. Mm, and you're yeah. everything, like your hair stands up and you just yeah. get the heebie-jeebies. That happened to him. Yeah. And I had no idea. I was oblivious to anything that was going on. So I'm just like, Lucy, Lucy, la, 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 come here. Where are you, kitty? And I just decided, you know what? My cat, this cat's not coming home. Whatever. I'll try to look for it in the morning. So I go home. Uh-huh. We go home. Uh-huh. That evening, he tries to wake me up. Multiple times in the middle of the night, going, Joni, there's something. Joni, there's something. I, I keep having bad dreams. There, there's really something at the moment. I go, there's nothing. It was Joni, Joni, uh-huh. there's really something. Just go back to sleep. I'm so, I'm so sleepy. Stop bugging uh-huh. me. Um, after like the what, 30th time, trying to wake me up. So I'm like really pissed uh-huh. off at this point because I just want to sleep. Yeah. Was Joni, uh-huh. please, please, there's really something. And I go, Raffi, there's nothing. And then I hear footsteps. Well then. And I go, okay, we let's go to the other room. And so we go to my dad's room. Uh-huh. And so I sleep on the bed with my dad. And then Rafi sleeps between me and my dad <laughs> on his bed. <laughs> and that is the same night that Rafi wears, um, Rafi's Christian. He's not even Catholic. That's the same night that Rafi receives his first St. Benedict medal from my dad. And he puts a rosary around his wrist and he tries to go to sleep. <laughs> And he hasn't removed Ooh, that poor guy. St. Benedict medal since. So yeah, that that's creepy as hell. And it happens every so often. Like he knows. He knows now when it's that thing. Like it feels distinct for him. Yeah. And the thing is, when people visit my house, like even if they're in a car, they go, why? Like they'll message me. Why the fuck did you tell me that there was something at the end of the street? And I go, what do you mean? Sumabaysha. And this has happened mean? around 10 times. Like they're driving, they make vuelta at the end of the street, and then on the way back, they notice there's something behind them, like in, in the backseat. Uh, and, and how do they always, get rid of it? It just disappears after a while. And when the, I guess she's like attached to that tree or something. So after a while, but like there's always that too far. thing there. Yeah, probably. But that's creepy, man. Are there houses there? There's that house right by the baleta tree. It's always vacant. Hmm. there are tenants every now and then someone always moves in and they move back out right away they're just like so, no thank you yeah so yeah there's really something there it's weird and the lights always turn off like we 
I reported it because my dad works for the barangay. So I thought, yeah. now, oh, you know what? It might be like a, a weird bulb thing. It like, might be pundido or it thing. might be like the wiring. It's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's really something. So I don't know. Like, the lights, like the street lights? Yeah. It goes dark. Uh, and only like when you're walking. Yeah. And here's the thing. So it's on, right? And then you walk and then it turns off. <laughs> right while you're under it. That's so creepy. That's great. So yeah, so we don't go there. <laughs> we only yeah. pass that area when there's light, aka when it's like daytime. Sun. Yeah, like sun, sun, sun. So okay. yeah. All right. I mean, in all the years, I mean, it's it's. I guess if it all started when you were fifteen, and we're all we're like thirty-ish now, so it's been like half your life. Oh yeah. You know? No, but like I don't even have it that bad. I mean, it's only half mm-hmm. my life. My sister said it since forever. Um, okay. Like, like, like sometimes she can't childhood. even. Yeah. Like sometimes she can't even tell the difference anymore. Really? So, mm, I think that's, that's very normal to her. So, so yeah, like, that's... how does she, how does she eventually tell the difference? Sometimes they look different. Sometimes they're, you know, they're translucent or sometimes they're dressed in weird attire. So they're, like they're not supposed to, like they're not in this time period or something. Mm, yeah. Or sometimes they look really creepy. Really? So that yeah, that's when it freaks her out. But other than that, parang lalang, it's normal. As long as it's not oppressive, she's okay. Has she or have you or her experienced something oppressive? Um, she has with me, except for that witch. Nothing, naman mm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Like mostly just dead people. I think we got like lost souls. With my mm. sister, she was at a retreat house, and <sighs> she called. She called my dad, and she would. She asked my dad to pick her up. Really? Like it was that bad. Yeah, she's like, I don't care if I fail the school year. <laughs> like if they, or if I, you know, if they don't pass me for not attending retreat, I, I can't here? stay here. Yeah. And oh it was really gosh. because, and it wasn't only her who could see it. Um, uh-huh. As soon as they entered the retreat house, she saw feet dangling and it was like someone oh, had geez. hung themselves. And that's not the worst part. It gets creepier. So this thing's hanging, right? And it turns and it looks at her and smiles. What the hell? It's like, it's Nani Ines. Yeah. So my, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Asha, where are you? My doggie. Okay. She's there. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so she called my dad. She goes, Papa, please pick me up. I, I can't sleep here. Is this our retreat house? Like from our school? We didn't go to the same retreat house. We went to a different one. Oh, okay. So that, huh. that's, that's good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. So, but it was also in, I think Chris was also somewhere in Cavite. Mm. Like, so, the Salang area. Ours was in Tagaytay. Yeah. So, there, yeah, that's, that's weird. But, um, usually, because hers is so much stronger than mine, sometimes, mm-hmm. because I'm such a scaredy cat, I think there's something there, but sometimes it's all in my head. So, I ask for right. confirmation from her. So, if I'm freaked out, I ask her, like, means there's something and she goes yeah 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 there's something that's over there oh I I, I did see it that's correct um so <laughs> I know and apparently she's really just the confirmation person and the, you said that this is from your dad's lineage no oh yeah like my dad I mean, so yeah yeah that's so weird um I asked my dad about it because for a while it was really bugging me and because uh-huh. that was soon and I'd see every night and I couldn't sleep. And, I, and I'm so duwag pa naman. Like, because my sister, uh-huh. she grew up with it. So she's so accustomed to it and she's not yeah. scared. But with me, because yeah. it's fairly new and I've always been scared of the dark. To me, it's freaky as uh-huh. hell. 
And I told my dad about it. And my dad goes, oh yeah, that's because everyone on our side has it. So one of my lolas, because um, my sister can also feel elementals like Rafi. I can't. Mine's really just souls. Um, one of my lolas, she has in her house, she, she passed away now. But in her house, uh-huh. by the door, she'll always have like a hard-boiled hard egg. And we don't know if it was Why? for the dog or for, I don't know. Apparently it's for the duendes. Oh, it's like a snack? Yep. A snack for her duendes. <laughs> and, and I'm like, it disappears? What? It disappears. We don't know where it goes. Maybe the cat eats it, but I don't know. <laughs> We've never <laughs> seen like, the cat. Yeah, that house. They have hard-boiled <laughs> eggs. Come on, kitty friends. <laughs> so there. But the weird thing is that Lola of mine, so we call her... Mamang. So Mamang has mm-hmm. these eggs yeah, for her duende friends. Um, yeah. When we were kids, before I even met Mamang, because I met her when I was a lot, like a little older now. Before uh-huh. I met Mamang, we had these over Christmas or New Year when we'd have family gatherings, we'd talk about family and lineage and stuff. Our One of our lolos was a datu from Zamboanga. And okay. he, I think he was shooting a wild boar or something. And this wild boar just didn't die. But the bullet lower ricocheted off of it. So he goes, oh, wow, magical water. Because it was drinking from a stream or something. And so he gets a like, container, water container. And he gets water from this river where the boar was drinking. The and boar. that's how they caught the duendes or something. So that's the story. Wait, that's how and they then I caught hear the duendes? It. Yeah. It's so weird. I, it, it's so, so weird. I can't. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. And I thought it was like, ah, funny, funny story for telling, you know, telling kids this. And uh-huh. and then I hear about Mamang and her duendes. So I'm like, what is this real? <laughs> what is this? And then so Mamang passed away and we don't know where the duendes are. And everyone says that's with my Ninang. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's cuckoo. <laughs> so, so wait, so grandfather died to court it and like yeah. kept it in the family? Yeah, so parang he made a deal though with the duendes. Now, I'll keep you safe, I'll feed you, I'll house you, but keep my family safe as well or something like that. So, yeah, I can't explain it. I mean, so in exchange there. for board and lodging, that's a pretty sweet deal. But isn't that weird? But okay, so this lol of mine, he was a datu, there was a war in Zamboanga and everything. He He never got shot, he never got hit. Hmm. And he lived up until his 90s and he would ride the motorcycle from Zamboanga to Manila. What? It's not even possible. Yeah, right? So I don't know. It's the duendes, man. You can't explain that shit. <laughs> Isn't that like super dangerous? Mamang naman, um, I think she passed away also in her late 90s. Mm-hmm. But then people in my family die when they're like 101. 100. My lola's 103. So it really could just be good genes. <laughs> and not the duendes. It really could I don't just know. be good genes. But also, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you lived into your hundreds. You're so like physically fit. Anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I just randomly saw the Wendis walking around my house. <laughs> and like, then, okay, hey, you live until 100. Are. And now you're going to live until 100. It's so weird. But okay. yeah, so that's their side. Talaga. And the only thing I have is I can see souls and I can mm-hmm. I can sort of heal people. So mm-hmm. my sister can see souls, elementals. I think the, and we share dreams. So that goes with the transference. And the thing with transference is, which is why Rafi doesn't want to be here tonight. When we talk mm-hmm. about it, when I open one thing, so for example, with the healing, if I make heal up people a lot more often, when I open myself to that, because it's like you're opening, um, you're opening avenues. Yeah. When I open one thing, I open everything. So I can't control okay. it. So there, I will let you know if I feel anything after this, <laughs> because it usually happens when we talk about it. Well, yeah, I like for me, I. 
if I ever did have one as a kid, I don't remember. I don't want it. It's going to stay closed. Mm. It's going to be like my image of it is like, if there's an eye in the middle of my head, it's like boarded up and like nails in it and everything, you know, with like garlands of like religious yeah. things on it. <laughs> you know, Someone asked me, the, the priest actually asked me because I, I went to a priest when I was in, mm. I was in college because I could not sleep talaga. And I mm. would, because I would um, wake up from my dreams and they would be mm. in the room. And my dogs would be staring at them or my dogs would look around the room and bark and I wouldn't be able to see it. And it would just be barking at the corners and following. And that's how you know that there's something there when your dogs look and it scans Mm -hmm. and it barks at this invisible thing that's moving. That is freaky. And that's how you know it's real. And so I went to a priest and he asked me if I wanted close, but closing it means that I close off everything else. Including the healing. Including the healing. And I wasn't sure if I was prepared for that. So... Right. Now I just pray <laughs> and wear my St. Benedict medal 24-7. Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy. Like, I, I, when they gave that to us as kids, like, we all get one, right? Mm-hmm. And you can buy more in, in, like, the school bookstore. The bookstore? We all, <laughs> the bookstore. We all get one. And at the time, I didn't know why. And eventually, as I understood what it was for and how it was supposed to protect you. Like, I still have a couple now. Like, there's one right by my door. Just mm-hmm. in case anything's out there, it's like right at the door. It'll be like no entry. Yeah, I have one by my desk because I spend the most time here. And I have one in my wallet that goes everywhere with me. The interesting thing about um, the St. Benedict Medal is that, so I've always just worn it for like an unthing, unthing. Like you don't even know if it works or not, <laughs> but you're comfortable knowing that it's there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Rafi's, Rafi's cousin, because apparently his cousin, man, which is why I think his opened so fast as well. His cousin mm. sees everything. And he was saying that St. Benedict medals, when they're blessed, they actually have laman. That's what he calls them. And there is laman. something that protects you. There's something in all St. Benedict medals. And sometimes they're really strong and sometimes they're not. So um, he asked me for my St. Benedict medal because he wanted to check it. And as soon as he, I removed it and he held it, he felt this shadow over him. And he goes, okay, you can have it back now. <laughs> that's that's that thing protecting you. They, oh. They're protectors. And there's actually a thing. And it's weird because I don't know what it is. Because it's not, like you think that if you're blessed, it comes from up above or whatever. It's not, it's sure. something. Huh. So I don't know what it is yet. His is really old. And he's not Catholic. He's Christian. His is uh-huh. super, super old. And it protects him. So but it's a, yeah, the cousin of Raph. So Raph also, also, but he always has one then. Because mm. yeah, his cousin Joshua told him, you know, just wear it. You might not believe in it, but as a Christian, but it, it helps because he sees but it and he feels it. It's whatever so works, man. Exactly. So there, it's weird that there are things that we can't explain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, if someone tells me a chicken bone works, I will wear it around my neck. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so doag. I'm so scared. I'm really so freaked out. I'm so glad my dog's here. I can't deal with the dark either. Like, I don't sleep without a... Like, there's always one light on here. I can't sleep by myself. Hmm. Like, I am praying that in our old age, Rafi will not die before I do. Because I don't know what to do. Who the hell is going to sleep with a Lola? I don't want to end up in a home for the aged either. Because those places are creepy. So, I don't know. Those are, like, filled. Exactly. Recent departures. (laughs) Exactly. So, I don't know. And plus, even if I have like kids and grandkids, I don't think they're going to want to sleep with me. So I better die before Rafi does. 
<laughs> well, Rafi has quite a way to go, given that you said you live into your hundreds. Oh, she better. I better diet in my seventies. He better live until like seventy-one if I die at seventy. <laughs> oh, I really can't. As and that is my dilemma. I'm trying to figure out how to go about that and being alone because <laughs> I don't want to be alone. Well, it looks creepy. You, I hope you have a couple of decades left to figure that out. <laughs> hope so. You, you have some time. But I, I mean, hope okay. So. <laughs> what is so? What what is the weirdest experience you've had so far? Oh, uh, here besides that witch thing. Oh, uh, mm. and hearing the witch. Okay, so you heard her. Yeah. I, okay, so I heard her. I heard her, and then um, when we transferred to the other room, now, so Rafi didn't have a Saint Benedict medal yet. So it was my dad, and then him in the middle. <laughs> And then me oh, and the me other, uh, yeah, in the middle of the both of us, because he was really just freaked out. So I gave him my St. Benedict medal. And then when he woke up for work, and he had to leave really early, I think he left at like five. So he left for work and he took my medal. And then when <laughs> I, so I was sleeping. And then I remember my dad moving closer towards me. And then I knew it wasn't him because I felt ah. something weird on the back of my neck. And I was turned the other way. And I yeah. just felt like this weird, tingly sensation in the back of my neck and breathing. And it just Ugh. didn't feel familiar. Like it was him, uh-huh. but it wasn't familiar. So I tried waking myself up. And then when I did wake up, my dad was turned the other way. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there's that. And then, so that was really creepy. Another one would be waking up. And this always happens, which is why I always have my medal and why I always sleep with the light on. I always mm-hmm. wake up with something in the room. But if I have a bad dream, mm-hmm. the, figures, the figure in my dream is always in the room. Has happened to my sisters as well. And I know that it's there because my dogs bark. And, and you have a lot of dogs in your room. And I have a lot of dogs. So sometimes I'll wake the, like the most recent one I think was, which is also why I sleep with the curtains down, uh, the blinds down now. So mm-hmm. I there I had a bad dream. I woke up and then I was still really groggy, and there was like a figure of a girl at the foot of my bed. And mm-hmm. I thought I was still half asleep, half dreaming. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just mm-hmm. did not, like, I, I don't well, I wasn't scared because I was hella sleepy. And then mm-hmm. Asha started barking and this thing just flew out my window. It flew. Like, it just, yeah, it's, like, I just, yep. And then it disappeared. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, that was real. And Asha was freaked out. And Rafi or, was fast asleep. Rafi was fast asleep. <laughs> But our dogs, like the, especially these three, like Asha, Mary Pippin, our black dogs, they mm-hmm. will bark randomly in the middle of the night looking at mm-hmm. stuff. So it, it's comforting to know that they're protecting us-ish. Mm-hmm. But it's also really unsettling knowing that there's something there that you don't really see. Like, I guess if I were in your place, I would just like keep trying to convince myself that, oh, maybe they saw a bird uh, or something. <laughs> in the middle of the night or- at like three, yeah. I, I've stopped checking my phone. Every time I wake up, I just look around or I try to go back to sleep or whatever. I watch, I try to watch something, but mm-hmm. I never look at the time because it's yeah. always at three-ish, like 259, 301. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not coincidence unless my sleep patterns are whack and I just wake up at three. Talaga. <laughs> Didn't you live in Hong Kong alone for a while? Yeah, there's nothing. Really? Yeah. And I think it's because it's so busy. Oh, it's like so alive. Everybody's up at all hours anyway. Yeah. And it's so magalo. Except for one. There's only one. One instance in my room. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that was my Lola. And I didn't even know, oh yeah, I didn't even know who she was. I called my dad because I was in my room and it's, my room smelled like flowers. And uh-huh. damn it, no, I never run out. I can go on for like two days <laughs> just making cuento, <laughs> not ghosts. Um, So I was in my room in Hong Kong and then there was this, my room smelled like flowers and then I couldn't really see her. But like when you smell and when you kind of close your eyes, you you visualize this person and she was this old Lola with a little bun and she was Cuba and she was sitting by the side of the bed. And I called my dad. I go, Papa, there's something in my room. And he automatically mm. just goes, she have a bun? Is she, she old? Yeah. Why? Mm. Oh, that's Lola Isabel. You're named after her. And he just, knew. Oh, well then. I didn't even give him in, any information. And he just <laughs> fed me the info. I'd never even met Lola. She's my great grandmother. Uh-huh. She's the Lola of my dad. So when my dad described her, I was like, oh yeah, that's her. She's like, yeah, yeah, she's just protecting you. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> and then it just like gradually mm. went away. Yeah. Eventually the smell went away. She goes, uh, my dad goes, yeah, she's visiting. Oh, and Bang, I think then. he, yeah. And then I think he dreamt of her the night before. So he kind of had a hunch uh, that she'd be around. Uh, just like making yeah. her rounds. Making sure my, the kids are yeah. all right. My Lola Dinaman. Um, so my Lola he used to live here. She passed away now also. Um, the one who was bayoneted <laughs> in La Salle. <laughs> so my other Lola who passed away, parang, yeah, same thing. Fla- it's always flowers. If it's family, it's always flowers. Uh-huh. And it's calming. It's not creepy. Calming. So one of yeah, one of my Lolas who passed away, who wasn't able to say goodbye to my Lola, because my Lola was bedridden at that time. Mm. Um, our whole house smelled like flowers. And I asked my Lola, mm-hmm. what was that? Because she was just smiling in her bed. And mm-hmm. I go, what, what happened? What was that? Why are you smiling? It's so creepy. And she goes, oh, it was Lola cheering. She said goodbye. And then That's kind of she sad. was making sundok na also. Like, oh, come now when you're tired, okay. And then a few weeks later, my Lola also passed away. That's such a, so, well, that's kind of lovely. Yeah, no, man, that's comforting. Yeah. So, yeah. But with my Lola, so yeah, that Lola of mine, and the reason below why I didn't get my third eye closed was because that Lola of mine, um, she, before she passed away, she told my dad that she was going to give me a gift. And she also told mm-hmm. me, I have, I have something for you. I have a gift for you before you, before mm-hmm. I die. And um, she also told my dad, but she told my dad first and then my dad was, uh-huh. what what gift is this? And she goes, oh, it's um the gift of vision. And she go, uh-huh. and he goes, I know you're going to give Joni a gift, like a that for her. And she goes, no, no, hers is different. Hers is prayer. And I'm not the most prayerful person ever, the best. So you know this. Yeah. But my dad's was vision, and my dad can always feel, but he's never seen. Um, mm. it wasn't full of vision to see. It was a vision to sort of see into the future and see okay. what's coming next, sort of like clairvoyance. Okay. Mine was prayer. So what with me, if I feel a soul and everyone in the room prays, nothing happens. When I pray, it goes away. So it's like interceptor, huh. which is what she did in her whole life. That was what she did now. She was a very prayerful woman. It freaked the nurses out because she would wake up at 3 a.m. and start mumbling. So she was praying. And then when I was younger, she would always tell me, pray for the souls. They will help you. And she never set her alarm clock. She never, and it was really, she would pray to them. Like, I will pray for you. I need to be up by this time. Please wake me up or uh-huh. I need this uh-huh. in return. And it was like a helping thing. My mom, when she was bedridden also, would pray the rosary constantly. Uh-huh. And me and my sisters, we'd see a line from outside my house all the way to her room. And it was the souls asking for prayers. 
I don't even know so what like it nakapila? was. Nakapila? asking for prayers. Wow. So sometimes even if I don't really, because when you don't, sometimes you just forget, especially when the world's busy, you forget that there are things yeah. like this that happen. But when I do remember, I try to pray just because they might need it. Right. Because every right, now and then right. they'll let it, you know, they'll be like, hey, I, I need help. So they do that. That's what they used to do when I used to dream about them. They'd wake me up through my dreams. Be like, hey, I just need a little something. Could you yeah. just, you know. So, so it was my dad who said, tell them na lang na I'll, I'll deal with you when I'm awake, awake. Because <laughs> this is not helping. <laughs> this makes me not want to do it more. Because it really freaks me I'm, out. I'm not at my optimum level right Mm-mm. now. Because I'm like, oh yeah, my Lola. So that Lola was bayoneted. There are so many side stories. I'm so sorry, Antoinette. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, no, um, my Lola was bayoneted in Basalanga. So she was brought to Sansko, which is how my stories, my ghost stories connect from Sansko. My dancing stories connect to Meralco and CCP. Uh. So the LaSalle massacre in the man, there was, because we were so, Sansko was so close to LaSalle, all the ghost yeah. stories from LaSalle would also hit us. There's mm-hmm. one story about this girl that was praying in the chapel in the LaSalle mm-hmm. church. And there was a priest or a brother in brown, in a brown robe, and he crawled towards her asking for water and help. And this crawled. girl fro- crawled from the altar all the way to her, and she was just frozen in fear. And then when she ran out, and she made a point, it spread, reached Sainsko. So I come home uh-huh. with a new ghost story, and I'm like really excited. I go, oh my gosh, you know what? There's this new story going on. I'm so excited, right? So I tell my Lola, and my Lola goes, did he have glasses? Was he bleeding from, oh, that must be brother. He was bayoneted in the head. And I forgot to mention that the girl now, because he came up so close to her, the description was he was bleeding profusely from the head and matter was oozing out and that he had glasses and he was asking for water. He was asking for water. And my Lola goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my Lola was the one who asked, did he have glasses? And I didn't give her that information. And she goes, yeah, that's brother. He was bayoneted in the head and he died a few days later and he went crazy. And he just kept what yelling for water. Oh, no. Up until he passed. That's so sad. So I'm like, wow, my Lola knows a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool yeah, for I, me. I remember your, your, your story of your Lola was that she was actually with her family in there, right? Yeah, their whole family. They were all massacred. It was the Coancos, Wichicos, Carloses, and they were all family members. And they sought refuge in La Salle. And they thought every now and then, because uh, the sold, Japanese soldiers come to do a head count. Mm. And that was not a head count. Apparently, the orders that day was kill everyone. So like, her so like her six-year-old brother was thrown into the air, bayoneted. Um, he landed, I think, in the confessional booth. Her sister was shot. The other one was shot and then bayoneted. She survived a lot of training. <laughs> and then both her her mom was killed. Her dad was taken away. Like I said, a week prior to that happening, they never found his body. Last anyone saw of him though was he was hung by his thumbs from, because he was a judge. He was one of the, um, and he, I think he was a guerrilla. So mm-hmm. he was one of the guerrillas who was helping the Philippines. Because my Lola remembers there was a time that he lived by the farm and people would come down from the mountains though, mm-hmm. to meet with the dad. So I think mm-hmm. they were guerrillas yeah. So my lol, mm. my great grandfather, bang the last thing saw or heard of him that was saying he was hung by his thumbs in front of some hotel and then he was beaten to death. They never found oh him gosh. again. 
And then, yeah, my lolo was bayoneted. My, oh, my lolo Ninong, he was three when that happened. One of the brothers who was bayoneted or shot took him, put him under a mattress. And then, parang midhiga the mattress slanted, angled uh-huh. on top of him. Uh-huh. And then he died on top of the mattress. And he told lang my lolo na, don't come out no matter what you do. Wait until the Americans get you. If you, go, if you crawl out of here, if, you, if the Japanese see you, they will kill you. And he stayed there for three Damn. days. And Damn. then when they were when he was found, they asked him if he was thirsty. And there was um they were interviewed so many times for this. Like my Lola came out on Nat Geo and National Geo, oh, Nat Geo uh-huh. on Discovery Channel and the History Channel. So they were constantly interviewed about this. Um, so that Lola of mine, they asked him, like, were you not thirsty? Weren't you hungry? He goes, Oh, there was water. And they asked him, water from where? And he points up. And it was the blood of the priest. And he was so thirsty that he was drinking that. And that's how he survived. Grab it, no? Wow. And he thought it so, was water. And he thought it was water. And he's so thirsty. That's oh, my Lola, the man. Uh, my Lola woke up. Because when she first woke up, she was still in La Salle. And then she passed out again. Um, when mm. she woke up, she everything was white and hazy. And she remembers one of the brothers saying, um, prayers for the dead one of the ones who survived. And the, her first thought was, I don't think I'm in hell. It's not hot. <laughs> this can't be heaven either. And she couldn't move though. And then she uh-huh. just passed out again. And apparently the reason why she couldn't move was because she was caked in blood and it mm. hardened up na, which uh-huh. is also what kept her alive. Because oh. her blood coagulated right away over her wounds and stuff yes and it was also partially because they didn't have enough i think water there mm-hmm. so they were all a little dehydrated then mm. but like Shabayo, i know like it, it was is it her story that her mom fell on top of her so uh, that oh, she the wouldn't priest? be seen no no but the, 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 your your lola her mom fell on top of her when she was killed to like no, 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 her. no. My Lola came out because the um, the Japanese called them out to form a line, and they really oh. thought it was a head count lang. And then she was just bayoneted on the spot. She was bayoneted, and then she was stepped on and bayoneted again. Parang double kill, and then she survived. Sobrang suerte lang that she survived. Sobrang suerte niya, Mr. Hart. But one went through, so she has a scar in front and at the back, and then another one in the front. Then and then um, she was interviewed for when she was young she was 16 we have pictures of her because she was interviewed for war crimes so they could mm. put Yamashita on trial wow so she was one of that's them that's crazy which is why she was also interviewed by Nat Geo and Discovery and History so that's so crazy yeah and she knows a ghost <laughs> she, she personally knows ghost. she personally knows him brother she has a name and she showed me because she has a book and she goes, was it this guy? Was it brother? I'm like, Lola, I didn't see the ghost. I just heard of it, but he's the only one with uh-huh. round glasses. So I guess it's him. Gosh. So, it's yeah. so like, I mean, we, I, cause I went to La Salle. So mm-hmm. I mean, we all had to go through that church at one point or another. Yeah. And I mean, the chapel was, the, 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 the chapel was always so serene, but mm. you know, it was because like, it's, it was the site of something so terrible. And it's like, the school doesn't try to hide it. There's like a memorial yeah. plaque and everything that this mm-hmm. happened here for real. Never forget these like crimes. So, yeah. you know, it's like when you're in there, you just always like, you just feel like you have to be so respectful, not just because of it, it because it's a church, but something so 
like terrible happened in yeah. there? Like um, my, there are stairs that lead up. That's where my lawless sister passed away. The confessional booth there where it used to be, that's where her brother died because he was mm. he was running and then they just bayonet, threw him overhead, bayoneted him, threw him back. He landed at the confessional mm. booth. And we know this because we have pictures. Because when the Americans can't arrive, they had to document everything. So they actually have pictures of the scenes. And then they so turned it into a book and we have copies of that book and that's called These Hallowed Walls. So they also have pictures okay. of my Lola. It's really it's horrific. It's, it's terrible. Okay, but let's not end the show on that note. That's super <laughs> heavy. Um, I guess my Lala knows have, a ghost. <laughs> That's happy. Yeah, Lala knows a ghost. But I, do you have a particular like um, ghostly or otherworldly experience that you find kind of funny? No. <laughs> no. They're all no, creepy no, like, as any, heck. Anything like funny? amusing or like you know, it's like oh, that's 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 amusing or chortle chortle. Oh, well, one is, I think the funniest would be, oh my gosh, I freaked out. Asha just, my dog just stretched and her foot grazed my foot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> creepy. Okay, good to know it's alive and it's, you know, it's, it's a real thing. Okay, so <laughs> I think the funniest would be, because my sister, so there are three of us. It's me, Kara, and Nina. Nina's thing is always open, constantly. So um, we used to sleep in one room. To save on aircon. Mm-hmm. Also, because we were all scary. Dang. So, <laughs> so it was me and Kyra on the bed, Nina on the couch. And uh-huh. I woke up because, so, you know, I wake up from my dreams. And uh-huh. there, in my dreams, there was a guy who was like, you know, looming over me, but it looked uh-huh. like a real person. I wake up uh-huh. and I go, oh, that was a creepy dream. And then I see my dog looking up as well. And I go, no, that was not a dream. So I wake Kara up. I'm like, Kara, Kara, I had a freaky dream. And then Kara wakes up and she's like freaking out as well because she feels it. So we're both like screaming in bed and we're like, Nina, wake up. Nina, wake up. Papa, <laughs> turn on the lights. And the couch cuts us right by the light switch. And she's uh. like so cranky. And you go, Nina, wake up. Get Papa, wake up. So she groggily gets up, turns on the light, goes down, calls Papa. She's super pissed off. And you go, why aren't yeah. you freaking out? And she goes, what's wrong with you? It's been there since 7 p.m. What? So yeah. <laughs> yep. So there. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting us know. And Kara and I were like, why don't you tell us? And we're still freaking out. She goes, I thought you knew. <laughs> Wait, no. So there, that's usually what happens in this house. So it's Nina Pelagash. Right. You're always like, is there something? Is there nothing? No, there's nothing. Okay, good. Good. Really just for confirmation. So she's, not, she's not like scared of it at all anymore. No, right? not at all. That's so normal. So yeah, I think that is the funniest. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, it's good to uh, know. It's good to know if there's something there or not. (laughs) I guess. So you can appropriately (laughs) freak out or not. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Manage manage your reaction. Mm Mm-hmm. True. Well, so thanks so much for joining us tonight, Jody. Is there <laughs> anything you want to share with the good people of the internet? What are you up to these days? You know, I know you <sighs> do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have any shows. I'm a ballet dancer. I do musical theater as well, but we don't have any shows. But I do teach dance. I teach ballet. So if you guys want dance lessons, no mumus involved, um, you can go, <laughs> <laughs> you can head over to Galau Po on Instagram or Elan Ballet and Pilates. I teach adult ballet for beginners as well um i also had a few advocacies um so i handle feed the kids ph and my sister handles project pajak 
um, which uh, will pretty much because of the pandemic now we don't have public or great public transportation so they give bikes to people who need it the most and I make cold brew joniboni.bruce to help fund <laughs> which feed is the awesome, kids by the way <laughs> thank you so it helps fund feed the kids ph for the children in Pondo and also to help my sister buy bikes for the people who need them. So there, if you guys want non-mumu stuff, please <laughs> visit those her, pages. Her cold, I can confirm that her cold brew is mumu free. <laughs> Thank you. It'll keep you awake. So, <laughs> this has been Grimcast Manila with your host, Antoinette. You can find more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Manila. Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. Find out more about our other shows on Big Baby at itsabigbaby.com or facebook.com slash bigbabystudios. Thank you.